the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in to the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I want to get you to retirement, and then I want someone like CFP Chad Burton to help you through those golden years. I want you to enjoy retirement. I want you to be a great grandparent, the type of great grandparent that gives the grandchildren a lot of fun and reprieve and gives the mom and dad, their kids, a night out. I want you to be that grandparent. That's what, to me, what retirement would be, like a big success. Now, to get to a big success, I think you want to, quote-unquote, get rich. Now, that doesn't mean filthy rich. It doesn't mean greedy. It doesn't mean, like, you're going to have a gold toilet. Although, I have pooped in a gold toilet, and it is a life-changing event, I promise you. Um, speaking about life-changing events, I don't believe in events like Robert Kiyosaki and how to become, uh, you know, that millionaire, and I'm going to teach you the secrets, because I think the secrets are much simpler, if you start at age 20 and you save $2 a day, you're going to save $61 a month, you're going to save $730 a year, and you're going to have a million dollars by age 65. There's no way around that formula that it takes time to become a millionaire. Now, you can listen to some people's crap and garbage and filth that they spew from their mouth about other people's money and um, put all your eggs in one basket and do it this way or do it that way, but you're just being a fool. You know, shame on me. Fool me once, shame on you. know, you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, never better said. So, I think your 401k is a great place to start if you've never put money into a retirement plan, into a future. So... These are not exact numbers, but if you start at age 25, you need to save $3.57 a day, or $109 a month, or $1,300 a year. So it jumps from $2 to $3.57. That tells you these numbers are going to get worse. 
If you wait till you're at age 30 and you want to retire at age 65 with a million dollars, you've got to save $6.35 a day. That's $193 a month. That's $2,300 a year. If you wait till age 35, you need to save $11.35. That's $345 a month. That's $4,144 a year to reach a million dollars by age 65. Now, that's all pretty doable, right? $11 a day. So that's like if you make $12 an hour and you work eight hours a day, that's saying I'm going to put one-eighth of my salary. Boom. So I can become a millionaire. And that's not too shabby. But then the numbers start getting very complicated. At age 40, you have to save $20.55 to get $7,500 a year. At age 45, you need to save $38. And now you're 15 years away from retirement, but that's going to give you $13,879 a year over the next 15 years. At age 50, you've got to save $73. So again, from the age of 20 to 30, it goes from $2 to $6.35. From 30 to 40, it goes from $6.35 to $20.55. And from age 40 to 50, it jumps from 20 bucks a day all the way to $73 a day. That's probably undoable for most people. So you've got to see that time is on your side. Time is on my side. Um... And that's all I'm going to throw out there for you. You may or may not be that person who can come up with a billion-dollar brand idea. Um, you may be that person who's able to say, okay, I'm going to save 50% of my salary. But you can see the value of starting in your 20s and how important it is. And I think you should have some quotes and some ideas in your head that you know, adamantly, staunchly defines you as an investor. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. That's one of the things that I think differentiates this show from every other financial show out there. Is that I really seriously, when the time comes to step aside, I'll step aside. Um, I've made my money in my 20s and 30s. I don't need to make any more money. It would be nice, but I don't need to. So there's no shortcut to earning respect, and I think respect is something that I believe highly in. If I don't respect you, it's going to be a bad relationship. So I think it's very, very important that you start things that you care about. I've got a family member who you know, worked with Barbie, and she hated it. She hated the fakeness of Barbie, the plastic of Barbie, the big boobs of Barbie, the bad self-image it sends girls of Barbie. She did it for 15 years. That's tough to respect. That's tough to like. Just come home at night and say, "Oh, it's it's a paycheck." I get it. So, Ariana Huffington um, said something pretty cute as far as writing down, you know, what you want to do for a living and how you want to save your money. Creativity is the first thing that is sacrificed when you're running on empty. Um, I kind of agree with that, and that's why some people work at jobs that they don't really want to work at. So that's why some people who have insomnia uh, run out of creative ideas. Get a good night's sleep. Ariana Huffington, whether you like her or not, she's one of those you know super rich people 
Who kind of talks like that, darling? Um, she's all about sleep. Like, you can look up a lot on her, like, background. And almost in every interview, she talks about the importance of sleep and and the value of it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Anne Wojcicki. Uh, she was once tied towards one of the Google founders um, as a wife. And she started 23andMe while inside and working at Google. Uh, a revolutionary genetic testing company. Um, her biggest piece of advice to young people who try to become entrepreneurs is to explore and take some risks and, you know, enjoy asking questions and trying all the different jobs and realize that each new experience helps shape your views of the world and what you want to do with it. It's getting more and more difficult to be an entrepreneur because we are living in a world of Shark Tank where people are like, I have an idea. Um, so note that. Um... I always think a great couple is, you know, one person works at, like, IBM or Merck, and the other one is the entrepreneur, because you get the best write-offs that way. But you certainly learn a lot by paying attention to others. If you do what everyone else does, nobody really cares. So, in the end, you're going to have to very much so be you. I've had a lot of interns in the past 20 years, and... Uh, one of the, my favorites was Laura Beth. That she was so odd and so quirky that it's actually been fun to watch her grow in the 10 years since she's graduated. And she's always been herself, fun and quirky. And she definitely marches to a different beat. Um, so anyway, if you want to be successful, be you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I got a phone call this morning, but it wasn't a phone call. It was my brother David reaching out, but he was butt dialing versus actually calling. And I was like, oh, oh, mom died. It's a very powerful thought in your head, right? Like, why is my brother calling? Uh, It must be bad. And sure enough, it was not. But have you ever had that moment where you hear something and like you associate pretty quickly with it? One of the weirdest things ever in my life, not the weirdest, but one of the things I remember very clearly and succinctly was the night my father passed away. I was sleeping. He passed away at basically 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. And I visited him in the hospital the day before. And uh, he said, you know, take care of mom, take care of your sister. And uh, the last words he ever said to me, and he gave me like a thumbs up. And uh, He died at night, but... I remember I was sleeping and my mom called me because the hospital called her and said, you need to get in here immediately. So she called me and it goes to my answer machine because I'm exhausted. Um, I was studying for finals or something along those lines. Probably stayed up to one and got the call like two kind of thing. But the next morning on the answer machine, I could hear my mom crying like, you need to get to the hospital now. You know, dad's going to go, blah, blah, blah. I missed the call. So every now and then, in the middle of the night when I hear a phone ring, it freaks me out. I bring that up because I think sometimes we're very Pavlovian. Um, and I think that's worthy of noting. So this is the year, not this is the year, but I would say 2017, 2018, you're going to learn more and more about bots. And the, I think the, the big players in bots are... Um, Facebook, Apple, Google, Amazon, Samsung a bit. In 2016, they acquired a company called Vive, which uh, was the same company or the same developers came up with Siri. So bots are going to be pretty darn big um, as far as businesses go. Um, With that said, you know, Discoverability is what bots help you do. Despite all the investment, bots are still in their infancy right now with challenges to functionality, discovery, with adoption, and with monetization. So on your Facebook Messenger, if you have an account with, say, Bank of America or Washington Mutual, you can add them to your Messenger, and when you go there, there will be a bot ready to help you, and you can type in balance, and it'll come up with your balance. Now, is that better than going to an app? Mm. We'll see. You hope that they get it right because, you know, poor user experience based on limited artificial intelligence is problematic. You have companies like Google who are spending an enormous money on DeepMind, uh, IBM on Watson, trying to come up with the smartest bots in the world. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I loved Robbie the Robot. Who didn't love Lost in Space? 
growing up in the 70s and 80s, uh, I don't want to wax too poetic here, but I think I had a crush on the girls in Lost in Space, but I think I was like seven years old, so can you really have a crush on Penny Marshall or Penny, her name wasn't Penny Marshall, Robinson, Penny Robinson. Uh, can you really have a crush? I want it to be Will Robinson. I want it to go to other planets and fight bad guys who start off as good guys only to reveal sinister characteristics as the show goes on. So the bot battles are about growing each other's company's messaging services and stopping Facebook's march towards world domination. Uh, WhatsApp has billion-plus users. Facebook Messenger, same thing. Then you start getting into Instagram. These are the three biggest messaging platforms in the world, and they're all dominated by Facebook. Um, you can take a look at Snapchat, cute, but small. You can take a look at iMessenger, um, pretty big, but not as functional as WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, or Instagram. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. So when you take a look at like a WhatsApp and you see that Facebook bought them for billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, and you find out they only have like 12 employees, you're like, whoa, that's freaky deaky. But the messaging war is not going to be a winner take all. Consumers will use multiple messaging services as we currently do. Right now, people using one messaging app make up about 64%. Two apps, 20% of users. Three or more apps tied towards messaging, 16%. So I can go on my phone and I can see um, that I'm using Facebook. I'm using iMessage. I'm using Snapchat. I don't know who the hell is using Google Hangouts, but someone is. Um, I don't know who it is, but someone is. So we chats out there. Messaging wars are being fought to control the consumer relationship and the interaction path to functionality. And again, you just keep coming back to the kings. Facebook, Google, Apple, Microsoft. Um, somewhat Amazon, but they don't have the bots yet. So um, getting there, developing, but um, the world of content, you know, is companies... Think of the, the, the interface between like you and CNN and you and a trip to Hawaii, you and flowers for your girlfriend or your wife. Um, there's that interface. If they can get the bot involved, if Siri can say, hey, Rob, you know, uh, your sister's birthday is coming up. Do you want to send her a gift? Whoa. That's kind of cool. Because I won't think of it on my own. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air.
Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So you may think that I have absolutely nothing prepared for today because I'm reading from a list that Morgan Stanley put together. And you might be right. The reality is is that I do this probably twice a year. Some of these lists are pretty fascinating to me. Some of them are like the top 10 stocks to own this year. And then at the end of the year, you're going to take a look and see how they did. I personally like um, kind of hardcore data where you don't look at the name of the company and just screen for earnings per share growth. You're looking for price to sales. You're looking for dividend increases. You're looking for something just purely mathematical. I think that's kind of a, a nice way to think about investing um, <clears throat> because it takes the emotion out of it. It takes the, I really like Under Armour because they got Steph Curry over Nike. I really like Nike because they've got you know LeBron James and they've got Michael Jordan. And you, like, you can get in your own head. So, so far on this list, and the, this is not a buy list. This is a research list. And then you should figure out if it's, it's appropriate for your risk levels. Um, we have Morgan Stanley putting together this list. Solaris was one of the first names that they brought up as a drug from Alexian Pharmaceuticals. Align Technology does braces. Um, you can clearly see that that trend's not going to go away anytime soon. Google does Alphabet. Um, Amazon, obviously king of digital uh, media. Um, American Tower is a play on the rollout of 3G, 4G, 5G on a worldwide basis. Um, and that doesn't seem to be going away. I just got a data alert from Verizon that they want to charge me more. Athena Health is on the list. Um, Atlassian. Now, that's where the list kind of helps me for the first time because I've never heard of the company. And one of the things that they do, you know, it's teamwork-based solutions, and I'm like, what's this? Then there was a Blue Buffalo Pet Products, and that reminded me of VCA and Tech. Uh, but Blue Buffalo Pet Products is kind of more of the food products, and people want to give their dog healthy food, right? The, the Alpo days. Was it Alpo? So, or what was that? Was that part horse? You know, horses, when they got close to Alpo, they're like, because <laughs> they knew their cousin was in there. So, um, anyway, so this is a good list, and there's a name on this called, uh, let's see, like, I don't like, the, this one I don't like. I'm, I'm just going to skip that one, because I've done homework on that one. Facebook is, comes up on the list. I'm like, you know, you're right. I think Facebook's going to work in a good economy and bad economy. I've got a Facebook account. Um, I've got many Facebook accounts, because I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. But kind of a big deal. Facebook's not going to go away anytime soon, and they're getting they're gobbling up um, they're gobbling up advertisers, digital advertisers from television. So I just saw, recently saw that Snap is coming public in 2017, and Snap does a better job of gobbling up people from television because they're gobbling up the 18 to 35 year olds. So that's that's out there. Um, as the world's largest social media uh, network, 1.1 billion daily users worldwide. 1.1 billion daily users worldwide. Facebook has essentially 10 Super Bowls going on. 10 U.S. Super Bowls going on every day. That's not too shabby. 
Now, can they monetize it? I think they're doing a good job doing it. Here's one that I've never heard of before, and this is what I like lists like this for. A company called Five Below. It sounds like it's going to be one of those mountain, you know, uh, wardrobe companies. It's not. Ticker symbol is five. Um, not the letter five, but spell five. F-I-V-E. As you got into your 40s, did spelling become more difficult for you, or is it just me? And when you see someone who could really write a good email, aren't you like, I want to marry that person? Um, so five, I, I pull up the chart, and from 2013 to today, it's gone up, it's gone down, it's gone up, it's gone down, it's gone up, it's gone down, it's gone up, it's gone down. So this, why is this on the list? I don't know. Um, its tagline is five below, hot stuff, cool prices. With no direct number two lookalike competitor, they see five below continue to expand productiv- pro- productively in new and existing markets, capitalize on its value-focused offering. I met someone on an airplane recently who was a buyer for a really cheap grocery company. And I was like, is that like hot? Like, don't we have enough Safeways and don't we have enough Trader Joe's? She goes, no, think Trader Joe's, but below Trader Joe's. So think like I'm buying things that maybe the box was supposed to be solid blue, but it comes out light blue. So the company says no to it. I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm getting it. So some people don't care. And there's like an irregular fruit company that's now starting to catch on where people are like, I'll buy fruit that doesn't look perfect. It could be an apple that's, you know, wider than it is taller. But some people won't do that in any way, shape, or form. So Five Below offers accessories, novelty socks, sunglasses, jewelry, scarves, gloves, hair accessories, athletic tops, and bottoms and T-shirts. They have glitter lamps. Posters, frames, fleece blankets, pillows, candles, incense. So essentially, this is a company that does just really odd things that are great for Christmas, Easter, Halloween, St. Patrick's Day, going to the beach, being a teenage girl. I can't say that I buy into this one. It would take me more research to see what Morgan Stanley is seeing. And that's kind of where I'm getting at with this, um, if you're with me. So... Uh, well, what else is out there? Oh, okay, here's a semiconductor name, Enfy. Now, everyone knows Intel. Da, da, da. Um, Intel inside. We all know it, right? We all kind of have a, a good feel for it. So they see Enfy as some upside for data center optical product cycle, which has been validated by Microsoft's announcement that they would adopt the company's Color Z technology. So Enfy's gone from $10 a share in 2012 to $40 a share. It's got a market cap of $1.62 billion. Microsoft has endorsed it. So when you get a big company like Microsoft endorsing you, that's a good thing. Until Microsoft endorses someone else, and then that's when it turns into a nightmare, like Freddy Krueger style. Um, so this company provides high-speed analog mixed-signal semiconductor solutions for communications, data center, and computing markets. Company also does 10G, 40G, 10G, 100G, and uh, beyond 100G speed analog semiconductor solutions for the communication markets. So basically, they say, Silicon, we laugh at you. We're looking for much faster data speeds than you could handle. So, which is obviously, you know, right now, if you go to Facebook, you can pull up pictures from me from like 2014. I was glorious. I was young. I was running in the fields. 
to a, a higher purpose. And how do they get that information so darn fast from, you know, my computer up to the cloud, from the cloud down to your computer? It's pretty impressive. So I'll do more homework on this one because that sounds interesting to me. Lululemon, oh, who doesn't love sheer yoga pants? When it's too sheer, is it even better? I think it might be. But Lululemon got into a huge amount of troubles a couple years ago because their black sheer yoga pants that cost 70 bucks were also see-through. So the woman might have been wearing a thong, and you could tell. She might have been wearing polka dot underwear, and you could tell. And Lululemon stock got crushed. Now, athleisure is a category, and there's they're not the only person pursuing it. Nike, obviously. Uh, there's a lot of players going after athleisure. But Lululemon's the best of the group. And that's buying number one. That's buying the, the sexy one and not the up-and-coming sexy. So you're going to pay more of a premium for it. Um, you know, you can look at someone like Gap, who's got an Athleta brand, and maybe they jump in and, and they get some, you know, some momentum on this. Um, but yeah, I, I get Lululemon. I get the, you know, how many stocks can you own? I, I expect the average person to only own one stock at a hundred thousand dollars. At two hundred thousand dollars, if you want to own two stocks, maybe you have ten thousand dollars of Lulu. Maybe you have ten thousand dollars of something earlier on the show. Um that I've already brought up. Maybe, you know, you go with uh, Facebook. So as you get more and more money, I, I, I can have you add a little more stocks, but stocks are so much more volatile. I want you to be cautious on that. So next up on the list is Monster Beverage, which I think most people are kind of tired of Coca-Cola and Diet Coke. Um, beer. So Monster Beverage is partially owned already by Coca-Cola. And it's expected that Coca-Cola will eventually buy the rest of the company. Um, super caffeinate, caffeine. It's got a good brand. It's pretty well known. It's got earnings per share growth of about 24%. Got a P.E. ratio that's pretty high. So you kind of need to wait for this one to fall apart. You need a bad day. Bad days happen all the time. Not all the time. But when they do, you tend to be fearful and not greedy. And you need to be the other way around. So you need to start thinking about taking advantage of companies when they're down, so or at least having that shopping list. And that's why I'm bringing this whole list up to you. Um, I think it should benefit you if you're able to execute correctly and intelligently. So will people continue to go into 7-Elevens and um, stores and pick up drinks? Yeah. Monster's gone from $14 back in 2008 to $146 today. It's all-time high is 166. It's pretty pricey. You can find me at Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, um, Facebook. Find me on Facebook, Cron4 Rob Black. Hi, I'm Rob Black. The stock market recently hit record highs, but don't celebrate just yet as retirement is marching ever closer. Most of us have a big fear about what retirement will actually look like. To conquer that fear, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner Chad Burton at an educational event in Los Gatos on Thursday, March 9th at 6.30. We will cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. 
You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and much, much more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Thursday, March 9th, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 for free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RADIO25. That's newfocusfinancial.com, promo code RADIO25. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So I saw something kind of shocking at the start of the basketball season. I saw a fan flip off a player, and he claims he was provoked. He gets kicked out, of course. <clears throat> What's interesting is the guy's a doctor. Um, and the moment you see it on like ESPN, everyone's like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? He's a doctor. Um, and it was inappropriate. And he says Westbrook called out that he was being over, that he was overweight, a fat guy. And his response was inexcusable and embarrassing. The only thing you saw was this fat guy flicking off a player with two fingers, two hands. Um, what's interesting to note about that is, again, um, I don't get guys who wear jerseys of professional sports teams. I find that just weird. I find it so strange. It's as if you have nothing going on. Um, but to flick off a guy, I mean, you become pretty hated when that's the side of the story that people hear. and They don't get to hear that the player called him fat. But true fact about me, I've never flipped anyone off. I don't wear sports jerseys and I've never flipped anyone off. Am I more attractive to the female persuasion now than ever before? Um, and I've got big hands. <laughs> so eSports is the next big tech phenomenon or one of the next big tech phenomenons. It's got a massive audience of over 250 million enthusiasts worldwide that follow eSports both online and in person. Now you go, are you talking about playing Call of Duty as a sport? Yes, I'm talking about playing Call of Duty as a sport. It's skill-based. Players must be nimble decision makers who can advise and execute strategies. It's participative, which 90% of eSports enthusiasts are also participating gamers. It's globally connected. So for the first time ever in the history of sports, Korea could play Russia, could play the United States, and that's pretty cool. It's multiple paths to monetization. There's a lot of revenue streams uh, built into the gaming mechanics. There's in-game betting even down the road. So eSports has an audience of over 250 million enthusiasts. When you start thinking of that, you're like, 
it'll never catch on. And, you know, it's like me trying to call it, and I'm a bad play-by-play guy, but <clears throat> we'll call the main character Buckshot. And Buckshot moves around the wall. He takes a look. He sets up his sniper rifle. Bam! Got him in the head. Um, 250 million people watch eSports. I just hear through the monitor, my bam, got him in the head. That's awesome. Um, so eSports can hit about 500 million fans worldwide by 2020. Way ahead of basketball, as far as popularity of sports in the world. Basketball's got about 400 million at this point in time. So Amazon has launched an esports championship series via Twitch. Facebook is broadcasting Activision Blizzard games live on Facebook. Google launched a gaming dedicated service called YouTube Gaming. Yahoo! is collaborating on streaming new tournaments sponsoring the ESL. Yahoo! I think mine's better. My tone is right on pitch. So Disney has launched a dedicated vertical for eSports. Disney is also owned by ESPN. So when ESPN has like, we've got 400 million basketball lovers around the world. eSports, 500 million. So Sony's introduced PlayStation Sports League for eSports. A Chinese company called Tencent, they own and develop most of the eSport games worldwide through a company called Riot. Uh, Time Warner has partnered with the WME, IMG, to organize e-leagues that are, you know, airs on TBS and Switch. So I remember growing up just wanting to see, you know, any sort of video of a video game. We didn't really have the Internet. So I'm at the point now where I don't actually want to play the next Call of Duty. But because the technology is so damn cool, I want to watch someone else play the game. And I can just sit there and marvel. It's like being a passenger in a car versus driving. I kind of want to be a passenger. I don't actually want to play the game. I don't want to just go out and spend 60 bucks to be very poor with a, a sniper rifle. I want to watch someone else do it. By 2020, eSports viewerships will exceed 10% of all sports viewing and attract more viewers in the finals of other major sports. Global fans will be watching 11 billion hours of eSports. That's pretty crazy. In the United States, there'll be 3 billion hours of esports viewed. You don't think Disney and ESPN want hours watched? They don't care. ESPN would, would air. Do you remember some of the things they used to watch? They used to air fishing shows. I want to be a writer on a fishing show. What do you do for a living? Well, I'm a venture capitalist and I invested in Facebook and I made $10 billion. What do you do? I'm a writer on a. You're a writer? What do you write? Um, fishing shows on ESPN. Okay. Bob throws his reel in. Bob says something innocuous. Like, hey, you got any beer? I wrote that line. Hey, you got any beer? That's mine. So overall, esports viewership will outstrip the viewership of most established sports in the United States. Not the NFL, but it will pass baseball, the NBA, and NHL by 2020. So... Think about that next time your kid goes, PlayStation 5. He's actually going to where the ball is. Baseball, dwindling. NBA, dwindling. NHL, forget about it. ESPN would, would broadcast crickets if they got enough eyeballs. Esports will have eyeballs. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.